Hello, and welcome to Registered the Podcast, where we highlight some of the incredible minds entering the healthcare profession in the midst of a global pandemic. Whether you work in healthcare or not, we come here to find stories of some incredible young people tackling tremendous challenges head on. Here, we laugh, we cry, we're scared, we're honest. My name is Kelsey, and I'm a NICU nurse, looking forward to introducing you to some of the truly incredible individuals I've met in the healthcare world. Hello, hello. First of all, I just wanted to say how incredibly grateful I am for the amazing reception I got from episode one. Um, I have really loved getting all the feedback, getting to know you guys through my Instagram, through comments and messages, hearing about like some of your stories and some of the really amazing, incredible things that you do and that you guys have been through. I truly feel honored that you guys want to share them with me. Um, With that in mind, keep sharing the podcast. I'd love for this to reach as many new nurses as possible who could benefit from it. Um, It was slow, but we are now on Apple Podcasts. So if you guys leave ratings and reviews, I think that will bump me up in the searches so that more people will be able to see it. Um, Also, I really want to know what I can do better and what you guys want to see. So please keep reaching out, leave reviews, but also you can just send me a DM or comment on Instagram and let me know what you want to see from me. Um, With that in mind, I'm really excited for today's interview, which is with Molly. She's a trauma and acute care unit nurse. We talk about her going into nursing as her second career, um, her experience going from a tech on her floor to an RN during COVID. And then we talk also a little bit about her experience treating COVID patients, which was really interesting for me. Um, Molly is really candid and real about some of the tough realities that her transition to nursing combined with the pandemic really forced her to face, um, and some of the really positive changes she made in her mindset and her lifestyle in order to feel better about herself and her job. Um, It made me really happy to hear from Molly and to hear her story and hear about her success, and it also really inspired me to take a look at my own life and see what things I might need to change. So I really enjoyed this, and I hope you guys also really enjoyed this conversation. Here we go. Actually, I lied. One more little intro before we start. We are now both vaccinated. Yay! And the name of Arcade Fire's first album is Funeral. You will know when you get there. Okay, now we can start. So Molly, do you work nights? No, I work days. Oh, okay. I was surprised because, I don't know, I feel like I tend to be able to tell whether people work days or nights when I try to schedule an interview with them. And I'm like, hey, let's do a 6 p.m., 7 p.m., midnight. And then they're like, oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's like 6 p.m. And I really appreciate that you're oh, taking yeah. the time <laughs> late in the day for you um, to chat with me. I'm nights for sure. Have you ever been nights or were you always days? No, I've only worked days. Even when I worked as a tech, I worked days. So I got really lucky, I would say, with that. So Okay. Do you ever like want to work nights? Sometimes I think about it. So my 
growing up, my dad had a, like, he's, my dad's a journalist and he always worked nights growing up, like when I was growing up. So I have never felt that it was like weird or something that was odd or anything because we still had like holidays and stuff like that. It never really interfered with our family life. Mm -hmm. As I've gotten older, I just have a terrible sleep schedule as it is. So I think that working nights would just make me really crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I've, the reason I'm like hopping straight into days versus nights right away was because I just switched to nights like a couple of weeks ago and something happened to me that I wanted to talk about. I don't know if you would be able to relate or not, but I'll just get into it. Um, second, second night ever mm-hmm. and my first of a stretch of three with one off and then a fourth oh. um, driving home that morning I fell asleep at the wheel <gasps> and drove my car into the side of the road like into the side of the road because there was like a concrete barrier on the side of the road so I mm-hmm. drove my car into the side of the road luckily I just had to get my tire replaced but like I don't know. I was like really freaked out. Like I came home and I was just like, you got to get yourself together because like, yeah, I was like upset about the tire. And I was like, of course, I'm so glad that like no one was hurt and that I wasn't hurt. But I was just like freaked out because it's like, I can't just pay for Ubers every time I go to and from work. Like I need to figure out how to drive. I don't know if like anything like that has happened to you. So I also got really lucky because I live I think it's an eight minute drive door to door from to the hospital where I work. But um, when I was in nursing school, I commuted and I was over an hour away to campus and to the hospital, like this one hospital where most of my clinicals were. And we had to be at our clinical sites at six o'clock in the morning. So I would leave my house at like, 4.30 in the morning for an hour-long drive for an eight-hour clinical day where then I would like study at school and then I would have like an hour-long drive home and then I'd be up until like midnight and then do it again the next day so like I definitely had that experience when I was in nursing school where like I definitely remember it was like probably around this time of year And it was like towards the end of the semester and I had three clinical days a week. Like I was on campus. I think I only had two days off during the week and I worked during those days. So I remember driving home with all the windows down in my car, just blasting like Barbara Streisand Christmas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like this is the only way I'm going to make it home. So I definitely have been there. Yeah, luckily, I ended up pulling myself together. And with the help of one friend from college and one friend from high school, who are both like awake at like 730, 745, shout out Becca and Danny, you guys are the best. Um, I have someone that I call when I drive home now. Um, And that's worked really well for me because... First of all, I'm just, like, a chatty person. So as long as I have someone to talk to, I'll, like, talk their face off. Yeah. Um, 
And if I stop talking for whatever reason, they are holding me accountable and being like, uh, Kelsey, like, are you awake? And so that's been helpful for me so far. But um, anyone listening um, in the comments or reviews or just DM me on Instagram, um, let me know if you have had like something similar happen to you because it really shook me up. And while we're like here trying to build confidence in like our nursing existence in the job, like it kind of sucks to have something like this happen to you when you're driving home too. Like we already have enough to deal with. Um, But anyway, now I'm going to hop into um, getting to know our lovely Molly here today. So just a few sentences, Um, introduce yourself, who you are, general area, where you live, what you do. Okay. So my name is Molly. I live in New Jersey. I live in Central Jersey, which does exist to anybody who's listening from New Jersey. Um, I won't give specifics, but I live near the beach. And I'm a registered nurse on a trauma acute care unit at a level two trauma center in New Jersey. Okay, very cool. Um, Tell me a little bit about your upbringing and like what led you into nursing. So I... Grew up in New Jersey. I've never left, really. I had a pretty normal childhood. And I guess, so both of my grandmothers were nurses. And whenever I was growing up and somebody would ask me what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would just say, I don't know, which is still partially true. But they would just say, like, oh, why don't you just be a nurse? Like, your grandma was a nurse. You could be a nurse. And I never really thought about it um, or really gave it much weight. And then as I got older, I got, like, a little bit more rebellious. So if somebody told me to do something, I definitely wasn't going to do it. Um, I went to college the first – I graduated from Rutgers in 2013 – with a completely different degree Um, and I was out of college and working for a couple years and just felt like I couldn't really imagine myself really sitting at a desk in any kind of field or any it could be any kind of position and I just was going to hate it so I started to think about like going to graduate school And I was like, all I'm doing by going to graduate school is just doing the same thing. So I looked at like business programs and law school and I was like, I don't want to do any of that. I should probably be a nurse because it's something that I've always came back to. Um, It's something that I always, that was always in the back of my mind. Basically, I I don't know how to describe it, but I just wanted a job where I felt like I was of service to other people. Um, mm-hmm. I really feel like on a fundamental level, if you feel that way, like if you have this, like, I don't want to say need or urge to like help other people or be of service to other people. But if you feel that way, you should definitely act on it because the world will always need that. That will always be in demand. And that can mean different things to different people. So for me, that meant to be a nurse. Um, so that's what I did. That's why I'm a nurse. Yeah, I obviously like I'm a nurse and that's all I've been. But um, I think with like the stress of our jobs, 
we don't always think about how great it is mentally to know that what we do every day is like actually helping people but I do have a lot of friends from you know college high school whatever that don't do like patient care you know teaching like direct Mm -hmm. service jobs and I'll like talk to them about my experiences and sometimes they do tell me that they deal with some guilt about like feeling like they just kind of like go to work and go home and aren't like having like a deep impact on people um so I'm really grateful and that's something that kind of helps me get through like the rough times too I don't know if it does for you too but just know that like you know what I'm doing every day is actually making a difference in someone's life right um right just curious what was your major and what were you doing before I have a degree in history and anthropology from Rutgers I didn't know what I wanted to do with that but Rutgers when I was at Rutgers at the time they had like one of the top history programs in the country so Mm -hmm. I'll just do that that'll look good on my resume and then I graduated and had no idea what I was going to do with that so I worked in the environmental sector doing different things for different like environmental organizations so which is like under the realm of like I wanted to help people I wanted to be a part of something that was bigger than me if that makes sense but with anything I just felt like I was making somebody else money under the guise of doing something good and that didn't sit right with me I guess that's the problem with any job but it just felt more pronounced in that setting now tell me about nursing school so I did an accelerated program So it was 14 months long. So it was nursing hard and fast. That's really (laughs) the best way to describe it. Um, That sounds crazy. It was. I I did a four-year program. So it was very like spaced out. And even then I felt really overwhelmed at times. So I can't imagine what that was like. Well, what was, how many like credits were you taking? So we followed the same like academic calendar as the rest of the school. So like our spring semester was the same amount of time as the university spring semester. So, and but then we would go for the entire summer and then we would have the fall as like the fall semester that followed the university schedule. Then we had a regular winter break and then our spring semester followed the regular spring semester calendar. So it seems bad. Like in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that was nothing. But I know at the time I was very stressed, very anxious, and just felt very overwhelmed at times. But I did make a point when I was in nursing school to get involved in different organizations and different clubs because that was something that I didn't do the first time I was in college. I was not really involved in, I don't think I was involved in anything. So having like extracurriculars, I think really helped to kind of deal with feeling overwhelmed and to deal with like the anxiety that comes with being a student. And I was older than some of my classmates too. So that was also kind of a strange dynamic, but mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. I liked that I did an accelerated program. 
I liked that I was able to network and meet other nursing students and alumni through the organizations and like peer tutoring and mentorship programs that I was a part of. It really helped me to kind of figure out what I wanted to be as a nurse, like what kind of nurse I wanted to be. So that was really important for me in my experience. Tell me a little bit more about that age dynamic you were talking about, because I don't think that's something I personally experienced. So I don't really know a lot about it, but I'd love to learn. So, yeah. So I, when I started nursing school, I was 28. I'm 29 now. So a lot, not a lot, but most of my classmates in my cohort, they were either, they had graduated the previous year. So they were early 20s or there were like mid twenties. There were a handful of people who were my age and a little bit older, but most, I would say most of the cohort that I was in was like early to mid twenties. So for me, like I already had the experience of going to college, applying to jobs, having a job, trying to develop a professional life. And Like I had that experience and some of my classmates didn't. And I don't want to say that it was a maturity thing, but I feel like I was focused on different things. This is, again, this is just my perspective. I wasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. focused on like getting really good grades and scoring really well. I mean, I did get good grades, but that wasn't my priority. My priority was what am I doing and what experiences am I gathering from nursing school to be able to talk about to an employer, to be able to seem like I was more well-rounded and that I was somebody who maybe didn't know I wanted to be a nurse the first time around, but now I do. And this is everything that I've done to, to show that. Yeah. I think one kind of interesting thing about nursing school that like was a little bit different when I was in college compared to like my peers, especially like my pre-med peers, for example, that like had goal GPAs they were going for because they needed it so they could get into med school and all of that. For nursing school, I mean, first of all, we're given rubric after rubric, or at least I was in my program of like things that I needed to meet, like how I would be graded, what my grade would consist of, you know, syllabus with like everything, my grade is a percentage of this, that, and that. And so like you kind of go into things mentally, like, oh, I'm trying to get that A. Mm But then, like, getting that A might not necessarily be the most important thing and might not necessarily help you on the job. Um, So that was, like, something I struggled with and probably a lot of my peers struggled with, too, was, like, not only how can we get the best grades and have the best, like, resume and look good for applying for jobs, but how can we actually get the best experience to apply for jobs? So, yeah, definitely relate to that, even though um, I am younger. Mm -hmm. Um, how did you study for the NCLEX and find your job? So I think I had mentioned briefly, but I was a tech on my unit. So I was a PCA at a hospital on the unit that I'm now working as a nurse. And my manager approached me and said, do you want to work here when you graduate? I said, yes. He said, let me know when you apply. I applied and had like an interview at I mean, this was during COVID. So like, I still had a very small in-person interview, socially distanced, and that was that. And it was kind of like one day I was a, I think I was like a tech 
on a Friday and that following Monday I came in and I was a nurse and had like a new badge. So it was kind of surreal and definitely a bit of an atypical hiring experience, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. I studied for the NCLEX. I used UWorld. I'm sure most people out there know about UWorld. If you don't, I highly recommend it. And in my last semester of nursing school, I just did five to 10 practice questions a day on it. Um, Just like random questions, just to see, like just because. Um, And I would read the rationales and even if I got it right. Um, And then I would, after like a couple weeks, I started to notice, okay, these are like my weaker areas. These are where I'm stronger and kind of tailor my studying to that. So by the time I graduated, I had done most of the test bank and I wasn't really studying really hard after I graduated. I kind of took it easy, honestly. Um, And then I scheduled the NCLEX for the beginning of June and took it. And when I took it, it was 60 questions minimum and I passed in 60 and that was that, so. Awesome, congratulations. When did you take that NCLEX? I took the NCLEX June 6th, I believe. So I graduated May 1st of of 2020. Um, So my scheduling and things like that were definitely impacted by COVID for sure. But I was able to take it relatively quickly after graduating. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, That's also, that must have been so exciting to get your job on that unit like that. Yeah. Uh, Did you always know that you wanted to do trauma? No. I, when I was in nursing school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. When I graduated nursing school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I still don't really know what I want to do, but what I do like about working like on my unit is that it's a really good mix of everything. And it, the patients are, so it's an acute unit. So they're pretty sick. Um, So you get like a you get neuro, ortho, you get a lot of psych. Um, we are a telemetry unit, so you still get complex medical patients. So, and we do accept like minors. So we, I've had patients as young as 15, um, which is kind of interesting because you don't get that everywhere else. So it is an interesting mix of everything. And I still don't really know what I want. So it's good for the time being because I'm getting a little bit of everything. Mm. So I'm, we're probably going to, I'm probably like hopping around a little bit and asking, but I'm just curious. So you're not planning on staying. Um, I am planning on staying for as long as my current manager is working there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, that's good to know you guys have a good experience. Like, yeah, so I feel like I just got, like, the luck of the draw when it came to taking the NCLEX, passing the NCLEX, getting hired, um, starting on my unit, and knowing how my unit was going to handle the pandemic. 
because my manager like always fought for every person who worked on our unit. If you were a nurse, if you were a tech, if you were environmental, like he just made sure that everyone had everything that they needed during the first wave. So that also definitely impacted my decision into where I was going to apply and what I was looking for. I wanted to make sure that I was working not just for an institution, but like with people who cared about my well-being. That's a great transition because speaking of the pandemic, what was that like for you to be in nursing school and working and then go from being a student to a nurse while the pandemic was already happening? Yeah, that's a great question. So I remember (laughs) when they first started the shutdown in March and we were, I was still a student at the time and we were told, give it two weeks, you'll be back. You'll come back to campus in two weeks. This is just, you know, to see, you know, prevention. And then two weeks go by and they kept extending it and kept extending it. And I was working in the hospital at the time and it was just exploding. Like it was just getting worse. And on the unit that I'm on and that I was working on, we accept a lot of, a lot of our patients are post-op and a lot of surgical patients. So it was really tricky to like figure out like who was going to get what assignment because you really don't want somebody who's taking care of COVID patients to also be taking care of like a fresh post-op patient. Um, mm-hmm. So it got really stressful with that. And it just made, it just was such a weird time. Like I'm thinking about it now and I don't think I've ever really thought about that time. Um, it was stressful in so many ways because I was still a student I was working hands-on with COVID patients, trying to study for the NCLEX, and just trying to graduate. I don't know. I really, it was just a strange time. And then by the time I graduated and started working, it was the summertime. So there was definitely like a lull and a drop in the number of COVID cases. And the unit that I'm on and that I was working on, we weren't taking COVID patients specifically because of like the kinds of patients that we take, like post-op patients and stuff. So I didn't really have to deal with it. I didn't really have to like, I didn't have to learn how to be a nurse and, a, and like taking care of COVID patients and not get the experience of learning how to be a nurse generally speaking, because being a COVID nurse and being like a regular floor nurse, I guess, are two different things and like two different approaches to care, I would say. Um, But now we're in that second wave. There was definitely a big bump in cases and it's interesting to kind of like I'm at the six month mark of being a nurse now. So I have like some familiarity with being at the bedside, but like not enough to really feel confident. And now I'm being thrown like COVID patients too. So that's like, okay, now how do I navigate that? 
Yeah. Wow. Can you actually tell me a little bit? Because I'm a NICU nurse and all of our babies are born Mm -hmm. in the hospital um, for the most part. Um, So we don't, there isn't really like a COVID patient that we take care of on my unit. Thank goodness. Um, But I don't really know what, tell me about the difference between COVID nursing and non-COVID nursing. So I would say that even my experience is pretty limited because I don't work on like a designated COVID unit. But I would say when you do have a COVID patient, you definitely have to be thinking like 10 steps ahead. You have to be able to cluster your care, be able to like manage your time optimally and as effective as possible because you do want to minimize your contact with these patients because you you are putting yourself at risk and God forbid you work somewhere where you've been using the same N95 mask for three weeks, like you're not sure if that seal is still good or I don't know, I haven't had this experience of like reusing gowns and things like that. But it's a shame because like you're a nurse and you're there to take care of people and you're there to help patients. And I love talking to my patients. I love connecting with them and learning more about them. And it's really hard to do that when you're sweating in PPE, you're in there for like an hour or two, and you're just trying to get these tasks done, where it's like, you need to get an EKG on them, they may need a central line dressing change. You know, you may need to hang like some electrolytes or antibiotics, they may just need like a bunch of stuff done at one time. And it's hard to navigate that. Because if it was just a patient who wasn't a COVID patient, You can kind of just go in and out of the room more freely. And it's something that I never really thought about until I had a COVID patient. And I really had to sit down and write down like what times I wanted to go in and what I wanted to do so that I could minimize my contact with them, which is terrible to say because I'm a nurse and I want to take care of people, but I can't take care of them if I'm sick. Wow. That sounds incredibly challenging. And also just how your feelings about how you want to connect with your patients and really get to know them and really be able to be in and out of their rooms and doing everything you can at any time for them, I think really speaks to who you are as a person and as a nurse. Um, Question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you often get these assignments as a newer nurse or do they tend to save them for the nurses who are more experienced because it you know has its added challenges I would say that it just it doesn't at least for me in my experience like I've gotten really hard assignments as a new nurse and I don't know if it was because like they wanted me to learn or anything like that but I will say that on my unit, at least, like there are very few COVID patients that we do get. So it's kind of like the luck of the draw on who gets those patients. So I wouldn't say that they give the assignment to a newer nurse or somebody who's a bit more experienced. It's kind of just like however it falls in our like assignments, I guess. Okay. I was going to ask, and I don't know, well, maybe you still do. Do you, like, have, like, added anxiety, like, going into work? Like, is today going to be a COVID day for me? You know? Yeah. Um, 
I would say I definitely had that in the beginning. Um, and I like definitely had to start going to therapy for it because I was so anxious about like getting COVID, not knowing I had it and then spreading it to like to people and killing people. Mm-hmm. Like I, that would literally keep me up at night thinking that I had it and didn't know that I had it and was going to make, and like I was going to make people sick. Um, I would say that that fear and anxiety has definitely lessened as time has gone on and as like my hospital's policies have improved. But I will say, so my hospital just stopped allowing visitors in. And I would say that because of that, my anxiety has decreased significantly because with visitors, like, I think it's a great thing for patients to have their visitors, like to have their loved ones there. But for me, it just makes me really anxious because I don't know where they've been. I don't know if they've been social distancing. I don't know if they are diligent about wearing a mask and stuff like that. So it's sad, but I feel less anxious when visitors aren't there for sure. That makes sense. I would feel the same way. What is there anything else that has helped you to deal with that anxiety? Um, I would say that I'm sure this is true for everybody. It's a universal feeling. This pandemic has kind of made you, at least for me, make me face a lot of my like anxieties and fears and insecurities head on. And it's not like I can just walk around Target and spend money and feel better because that's not a very responsible (laughs) thing to do. I've been forced to like deal with it. So these are issues like issues that aren't new for me. Like it's something that I've always dealt with and have ignored, I would say, up until the pandemic. So definitely therapy has helped. Um exercising every day I think like April or May I just was like so I don't know I was like really anxious about like not exercising so I just bought a Peloton and now I use the Peloton bike every day and like they're like exercise classes and that has really helped being able to move my body every day going outside every day Wait, okay, hold up, hold up. You're a nurse working 12-hour shifts. Yeah. And you exercise every day. Yeah. I Tell tell me your secret. Well, (laughs) I live 10 minutes away from my job, so that definitely helps. But I wake up and I just don't even give myself a chance to think about it. I just put on workout clothes and I just get on the bike for 20 minutes or I'll do like yoga or Pilates, just something, just something Mm -hmm. where it's just me by myself. I'm doing it for me because it makes me feel good. And then I can start thinking about my job and getting ready for work. And it's just, at least for me, just a really nice way to start my work day because the first 20 minutes to a half hour is just me feeling good. That's so awesome. 
I feel like I kind of do that, but just like, like I work out on my days off on a day on, I don't necessarily fit one in, but like I do just, sometimes I'll just throw on some songs and just kind of have like an impromptu dance party in my room, like by myself. I feel like, I guess that counts. Does that count as a workout? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you have to do. But yes, that's so awesome. Um, I think that's actually a really good transition because I wanted to ask you to just um, tell me a little bit about like what like an average day, your day-to-day life looks like, like both at work and then like on your days off. So I would say at work. So I wake up really early at like 4.30, I work out, take a shower, like eat something. I always eat breakfast. I used to not eat, was not a breakfast person. Now I have to eat breakfast every day before work. I get to work. I get to work early because I like to read it, like look up stuff about my patients. I write down questions. I just am obviously from me talking about this, a very type A person. So I have to be as organized as I can because I know once my day starts, anything can happen. And if I can have as much information as possible at the ready and come up with these questions, I just feel more prepared for whatever's going to be thrown at me. So I would say that my mornings at work tend to be very busy. Um, I have anywhere between sometimes four patients, sometimes six patients, generally five um, acutely ill adults. Um, And they may have to go for procedures or dialysis or imaging studies or I don't know, you name it, they probably have to go somewhere. So it's like always coordinating stuff with that. It's at least on my unit, our patients get like a lot of morning medication. So it's like passing that stuff out. So like, I feel like in the morning, my day starts off very task oriented. When I first started, it was really easy for me to fall into that of just being task oriented and not thinking about things like big picture. And I always had, I had a nursing instructor when I was in school who always would ask us like, why, whenever you're doing something, you should always be asking yourself why you're doing something and how it fits into the big picture for your patient, like holistically, how is this important? Why is it important? And why are you doing it? So I started doing that of like trying to be more mindful of the asking myself those questions. And I've noticed that my mornings, I feel like much more even keeled. Um, the afternoons tend to be like, mm, not as crazy busy, but we, I work at a teaching hospital. So there's just always a lot of people around. Um, as I said, I work on a trauma floor, so they do need physical therapy. A lot of them have to work with physical therapy before they can go anywhere. Um, that's usually done in the afternoon. And then somehow fit in all of my charting. It's pretty crazy, I would say. I feel like I'm getting a little bit better at managing the craziness. And I would say that my days off are definitely not as stressful as my job. Um, That's good. I try to, I usually sleep a lot, um, which I'm trying hard not to do. It's just sometimes I go to bed really late when I get home from work because I want I live with my boyfriend so I want to stay up late and like 
watch some TV or just like play. Um, we have a Nintendo Switch that we bought in the beginning of quarantine. So we'll play like Mario Kart. And I stay late. So then I'm waking up really late. So I'm trying to get out of that habit. But I have a, not like a list, but like there's like four or five things that I have to do every day on my days off. And I have to work out. I have to journal. I have to write something um, just like daily gratitude kind of stuff. I have to do that. I have to reach out to some friends. So like I have in my mind, like I have a couple different groups of friends and I always try to reach out to somebody from one of those friend groups every day on my day off, whether that's like calling them or texting them, something like that, like a social aspect. I try to go outside every day and then I just try to have time during the day where it's just me and my boyfriend and like my phone is away and we can just like talk about our day or talk about what we want to do when the pandemic's over or (laughs) just meaningful time without a cell phone. Definitely much slower and I definitely try to focus on recharging myself if that makes sense. Yeah that's awesome. It sounds like you've really given yourself a lot of tools to like ground yourself outside of work. Yeah it's something that has taken me a long time to learn how to do and I mentioned this earlier like going through the pandemic, you're being forced to like face your fears head on because you really have nowhere to turn. You have nowhere to really escape. And I really had to practice those things every day Um, because it's really easy for me to just say, well, it's just one day. I don't have to do it. And I think that in nursing school, it's really easy to say, well, I have like a lot of work to do. I can't do that. I can't work out today. I have a test to study for. And I just wish I could like go back to myself when I was in nursing school and say, it's really not that big of a deal. Your mental health is just as, if not more important than you getting through this program. So I really try to make use of my time now. There are so many things, actually. I wish I could go back in nursing school and tell myself it's really not a big deal. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it's really not a big deal. I know. I know. <laughs> um, what do you like about your job? So I love the unit that I work on. I have just like really awesome coworkers who they're just like, I can't speak highly enough about them. I have a great like manager and assistant nurse managers who are just really awesome. Uh, So it's just a really, it feels like my second home, honestly, like just everybody's so kind and very welcoming of new people. So I don't have like horror stories of like a really terrible first job. Um, So I really like that. I like that I'm always learning something new. Um, The patient, some of the patients that we get with their medical histories are pretty complex. So I'm always learning something. And I do work at a teaching hospital. So there's just like residents who I can ask questions to. There's really great attendings who I know like 
if I approach them and say, hey, I'm new, but I have a question why we're doing this, they'll give me great feedback and great answers. So it's just a really positive environment, which I think is so crucial for your first That's awesome. Yeah, I got really lucky. <laughs> so, Is there anything you wish could be different? Staffing could always be improved. Um, what else? Oh, well, I also work for, I'm also part of a union and that definitely makes a big difference, I think. Um, so if there's- like, In what ways? So if there's like something that you are unsatisfied with, you can go like, I mean, obviously talk to the manager and stuff like that. But if there's like a group of you on the unit that are noticing a problem, you can work with the union to figure it out. Um, and the union- is there to represent you. So if there's ever an issue where like, I mean, I don't, this has never happened on my unit, but if your manager approaches you and says like, we need to have a discussion about X, Y, and Z, you can say, okay, that's fine. But I need my union representative with me to have that conversation. So yeah, it's the, the union is there to protect you in the way that like HR is there to protect the corporation, the union is there to protect you as the worker. So that is also one thing that I do like. That's another thing that I like about working where I work. Cool. Uh, This is the first time I've had someone mention unions. That's interesting. I don't really know a lot about that, but now I know a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. So let's talk about your orientation process a little bit. What was that like? What were some challenges you faced? What went well? So definite challenges for me for orientation was I had been out of the clinical setting as a nursing student for like a couple months before back to work, like before I started orientation. So I'd been working as a tech in the hospital, but that's a completely different job with a completely different skill set. And it's just very different. So I was still in the hospital, but I wasn't like at clinical, like being asked to think like a nurse, I just had been out of that. So it was really hard to get back in to that and to like refresh my memory on certain things. So that was definitely a challenge. It was also a challenge because I had been comfortable working on my unit for so long as a tech. And now I, and then I wasn't. And so now I'm a nurse. So that changes because now people talk to you differently and people look at you differently and you're like, I'm still the same person. What's the big deal? So that was definitely a challenge and definitely feeling confident in my decision-making skills, which is something I still deal with, but that was really hard. And I really feel like it was hard because I had been out of clinical for a couple months because of COVID. So I didn't really have that, didn't really feel like a smooth transition. Yeah, I definitely relate. It actually, it was a solid, I think six months or more. I think it was more than six months since I've been in the clinical setting. I did two degrees. Mm -hmm. So I actually had a second semester to finish my other degree uh, before I started my nursing job. Um, And I first of all, going into the job, I knew that it had been a long time and I was super nervous. But then at the job too, I very much felt the same way where I was just like, I don't know how to be confident in my decisions. 
so what has like helped you to gain that confidence I would say so again this is like something I've said before but I I just feel like I'm being forced to like reckon with things that I have always ignored about myself so I'm not somebody who asks for help I don't like to ask for help. I don't like to admit when I'm wrong. I don't like to admit when I don't know the answer. And being a new nurse, you cannot be any of those things. Yeah, I like laughed hearing that because I was just like, oh, that's not going to lie <laughs> when you're new. As yeah, a nurse. and just like that was a very steep learning curve for me. I've had people say this to me before, but like no ego, amigo, like take yourself out of it. It's not about you. You, everything that you're doing is there to protect your patient. So if you don't know why you're doing something, or if you have a question, you have every, you have to ask. You are being unsafe if you're not asking questions or asking for help. So, so that (laughs) was definitely like a wake up call that I needed to not be any of those things. so by now I'm definitely more comfortable asking questions and saying when I don't know something and I'm very lucky that I work with people who don't make me feel bad for admitting when I don't know something yeah yeah um I don't know if this this kind of like going off the ego bit but I don't know if this kind of like bleeds into imposter syndrome I mean it's confidence too but like I'll call the doctor like seven times I literally had a doctor at the end of the day for one of my shows to be like, I really appreciate that you called me seven times today. You're really vigilant about your patients for stuff that probably an experienced nurse might not because the other nurses were busy and I just really didn't want to miss something. Mm -hmm. And like, it feels bad when I do that because I'm just like, like, I know that I look like I don't know what I'm doing, but then also like, I don't know. I kind of had to like reframe that mindset a little bit where it's like, yes, I'm, I don't have the same amount of experience as other nurses. I'm seeing something in this patient. It might be minor, but it's the first time I'm seeing it. So I'm going to call the doctor because the doctor would much rather have me call them seven times than have me not call them the one time when I should have. Um, so that's something that I've like had to tell myself. Um, but like, it's hard when you're new and you're the only one that's new that you know on your shift that day or whatever and none of the other nurses are calling the doctor seven times right you know right I definitely (laughs) had to have like a moment at work where I like went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I was like why are you comparing yourself to somebody who's been doing this for five years like why what are you getting from that you're getting nothing from that. So that was like a pretty, that was a moment where I like really had to be like honest with myself. Like, I don't know everything and that's okay. That's fine. And I will be a better person by admitting that than just thinking that I know everything. But I will say that what has helped me with imposter syndrome for sure and I only started doing this recently is when I pose a question 
to a doctor or an attending or the PA, whoever it is, and I say, listen, I'm still new. This is what I think is happening. Could you explain to me why we're doing X, Y, and Z or why we're not doing X, Y, and Z? And I feel like people are much more receptive to that when they hear you say, I'm still new and I have these questions. I think that it, that vulnerability just, it makes you more teachable, if that makes sense. And I think that, you know, doctors and providers, like they like to teach, they like to explain things and help you learn to be a better nurse because we're all working together. So I would say that phrasing conversations like that has definitely helped with feeling like I belong there. That makes sense. Yeah, I do the same thing a lot of the time. Um, And even if there are other nurses that are around that aren't busy, I'll ask them too before I call a doctor. Um, And I think, honestly, the nurses that I work with kind of respect me a little bit more for it because they know that I'm not just going to let something slide. Like, I would rather look like a fool in front of them and ask them about something silly then let something go and so they know that and so like it might be annoying when I bother like the nurse that I'm working with but they I again just like the doctor they would rather I bother them there's right for it um because they've all been right right um moving on a little bit um You've kind of talked about your at-home life a little bit, but um, I wanted to talk a little bit about like your relationships and your support team. So tell me about like how you manage your relationships outside of work and like who's on your mental support team and how do they For sure. So I would start off by saying that at first um, it was terrible. (laughs) Like I just was just this like, and still like, not as bad, but like I was definitely like a huge ball of anxiety all throughout nursing school. And even when I started working, um, the idea of being new at something is like very hard for me to accept. The idea that I might not be good at something right away is something that is also very hard for me to accept. And I think I said this before, but like I really had no outlet for anything So it would just be me getting angry with the people around me. So I've been living with my boyfriend um, all throughout nursing school and we live together now. We've been living together for a while, like five years at this point, I think. And he definitely has gotten the brunt of it during school. And in the beginning, like I was just so stressed out and with quarantine, he was right there. So, oh, and if you're listening, I'm so sorry. (laughs) um but it's a lot better as I said with like finding outlets so um I would say that now my support team is definitely my mom like we've gotten a lot closer as I've gotten older my boyfriend um and friends that I have from nursing school that I'm still like very close with to this day um my therapist I won't name her but shout out to her um and like having somebody at work too that I can confide in not to like gossip but just to be like hey 
so-and-so, I asked, you know, Dr. So-and-so this question and this is how they answered. Is that like normal? Like, did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? I think having somebody like that at work too is also really crucial to not feeling like alone at work. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, And that's something that has been huge for me in my job is I do feel comfortable um, going to a lot of the nurses to like confide in them about feeling unsure about XYZ or feeling like someone said something I didn't like or what like I feel like there's a lot of nurses who I can go to for that which is really helpful because especially when you're kind of like thrown into somewhere and you're brand new it's really easy to feel like really alone yeah not like Um, super outgoing right away so some people will take that as like me just not being a nice person so yeah learning to deal with that too do you ever struggle with taking work home with you yes yes I do that's also been a challenge for me um it's not so much like bad patient experiences that I take home it's it is some of that. It's definitely like the emotional aspect and like the emotional baggage. But at least for me in the beginning, I felt like I was being thrown so much information. There was just, it was almost like information overload. And then on my days off, I would just like look up medications, disease processes, treatments. Like I would spend like hours doing that on my days off because I thought that's what I should be doing to be a good nurse um and that was really hard to stop doing for me but I think that also comes from like being in nursing school that's what I did and I knew how to be a student and then when I graduated and I was a nurse I was like I don't know how to be a nurse I don't know how to do this I'm going to do what's familiar and for me that was like looking stuff up so I would say that now I definitely carry some of the more emotional things home. Um, And sometimes you just have to have a good cry about it. Sometimes you need to hop on the, like, at least for me, like I'll hop on the bike or I have to like write about it, but doing something with that sadness or that frustration is better than just bottling it up. Like a tangible outlet. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I have a hard time talking about it with other people. I'll talk about it with my therapist, but sometimes it's hard for me to talk about it like with my mom or my boyfriend or my friends, just because it's hard. It's so, I mean, you, you understand because you're a nurse, but sometimes it's like when I've explained these things to other people, they just look at me like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Or like, that's too sad. I don't want to talk about that. And you're like, well, that's, that's what I'm experiencing. So finding like tangible outlets or like a trusted person for me has been a great way to manage that. Yeah. I've, one of the hardest things I've struggled with, with outside of nursing people at times, and now I'm like starting to feel a lot better about this, but like people especially the start of pandemic people would be like oh you're such a hero thank you and I started working my first nursing job in March of 2020 
And so everyone was calling me a hero and I was going to work and I really felt like I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And then I came home and it wasn't like people didn't want to hear about it, but it was just like, I don't know. I, I guess it was like a complex. Like, I don't know. I just felt like very weird about yeah. being so in awe of what I did when I was like, I don't know, was what I did even good? You know, right. you're like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah. I can- and I think right. as I've gained more confidence and I am like now in a job that's like really well suited for me um, and I'm just learning more and feel literally seeing myself take good care of my patients. Yeah. Um, so now I feel a little bit more comfortable like accepting that compliment as a little bit um, dramatic as sometimes I feel it can yeah. be when it's directed towards me um, in particular. But um yeah, that was, like, challenging for sure. Um, regarding, like, looking up stuff, because I totally relate. I did the same thing at first. Like, what helped you to cut yourself off from doing that? So I would say, like, time. Like, I would see the same things, like, over and over again at work. And I was like, oh, I'm starting to, like, put the clinical picture together myself. Like, now I understand why we do this when the patient presents with this because of like me talking to the doctor and seeing how the patient responds to it and what do their labs look like. Being able to put it together myself, I think that can only come with time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say that it I was able to recognize that it was a way for me to just ignore like my world around me like by doing that I didn't have to deal with like anxiety and I didn't have to deal with any other like you know mental health issue that I had going on mm-hmm. like a way for me to escape and it was an unhealthy thing that I was doing so being able to recognize that and again working through that with a therapist was also really helpful in breaking that I still look things up, but I definitely don't do it for like four hours at a time anymore. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's definitely cut back a lot, but um, recognizing that it was like an unhealthy coping mechanism for sure helped me to fix that, I guess. Yeah, that's great. Um, looking back to when you first started working, what has improved the most for you and what do you want to improve on or what like do you still if anything struggle with now I would say the things that I'm most improved on are taking my time and really thinking about like why I'm doing what I'm doing so it sounds like so easy and it sounds so simple but when you're there and it's seven o'clock in the morning and every call light is going off and everybody needs something and somebody's labs are like in the toilet and you have somebody who's going off for a procedure, it's really easy just to like let that get to you. And I feel like I've am okay with that now because I'm just accepting that that's part of the job mm-hmm. and the pa- your patients are always going to need something that patient will get down for their, you know, imaging study at when they're supposed to. 
like it'll all work out you have it's a 24-hour job so that has definitely improved for me I would say what I still need to work on would definitely be like critical thinking big picture thinking kind of stuff so I can still I can definitely notice improvements with that now but I would it's something that I'm definitely working on but that's all gonna come with time yeah yeah and being able to like recognize that and tell myself that is um part of the challenge I would say that's amazing Molly I'm so happy to see like how much you've grown and improved oh thanks (laughs) um it's really great to see you like feeling better and feeling more confident in your job I am going to now transition to um, my speed round of fun surprise questions. Oh, fun. Um, These are just like no pressure, just some fun kind of nursing related questions. All right. Um, So just think of um, a quick answer and doesn't really matter. Okay. All right. Coffee versus tea and what do you order? Uh, Coffee and just black light ice no milk no sugar just black iced always always mm, you're one of those people yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> um what do you listen to on your way to and from work oh it really depends right now i've been listening to a lot of the arctic monkeys the first album whatever people say that's what i'm not or i love the arctic monkeys me, oh my they're so good or which is brand new for me. I am obsessed with Harry Styles. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. Oh my God, no. Kiwi has been stuck in my head for the past two days. But Fine Line, that album, I honestly think I listen to it three times a day. I can't believe I'm <laughs> saying this out loud. <laughs> but definitely that. Or, or, um, oh, what is that? It's the, the Arcade Fire, the first album. Oh, yeah, I don't remember the name either. Yeah. I'll insert that here later. Okay. Um, are you a meal prepper or order inner? Neither. I'm a snacker. Oh, interesting. What kind of snacks? Uh, I like cheese and crackers a lot or rice cakes and peanut butter. Go to. But like, what do you eat for like your lunch? Oh, oh um, it's usually leftovers from whatever I had the night before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's not really like a meal prep, but no. like your lunch is there. Yeah. You don't order. Yeah. Okay. Um, favorite brand of scrubs? Mm. I mean, figs, because they make you, I feel really good when I wear them, but Grey's Anatomy are also tried and true. Who should chart at 7 a.m.? Nobody. Nobody? <laughs> That's too early. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Do you mean, like, chart what? Like, if you have a patient that needs, like, hourly vitals, for example. Oh. Or, like, with, like, IV fluids, and you're supposed to chart, like, the fluids each hour. Oh. um, I mean, I would say night shift, but I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that. I say whoever <laughs> remembers. Well, I mean, on, like, so far I've asked, and, like, everyone has something different and, like, is a little bit confused by the question. Like... And that's why I'm asking, because I don't even, I'm a little confused about who should chart at 7 a.m., to be honest. Um, What sea animal are you? 
Ooh. To a seahorse. They're pretty cool. Oh, I love seahorses. Yeah. Favorite smell. Ooh. Um pavement after it rains. Oh my gosh, that's a really interesting one. Really and a good that. one. Wow, I love that. Awesome. Okay. Um, final question. What is next for you? Like, is there anything like coming up that you're like super excited about? Um, yeah, I am going to schedule my COVID vaccine in the next year. Oh my God. So I am so excited about it. I could, I like tear up when I think about it. I'm so excited for it. Cool. I am like so excited to get mine too. So far, um, I haven't been given a date yet, but I have been told that it will happen. So hopefully sometime soon. And I'm really excited. Um, probably by the time this comes out, we'll have both gotten yeah. I hope. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Um, and okay. Actual final question. If, um, someone like really resonated with someone, something that you said, or they have like a question and just want to like reach out and talk to you. Um, what is the best way for them to contact you? And it can be like through me if you want. Um, I can plug my Instagram. It's private, but they can still, somebody could still message me. It's at M L L Y B T H. It's probably the best. Awesome. Okay, guys. Um, thank you so much. We're done. Thank you so much, Molly. I had the best conversation with you. You are doing so awesome. So happy to talk to you. No, thank you. Thank you so much. This is such a cool project and I can't wait to hear all the other guests. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that you liked it. I want to reach as many new nurses as I can, so it would mean so much to me if you could follow and interact with us on social media at Registered the Podcast on Instagram and share this show with any new nurses you know who may be interested in being a part of this community. If any of this resonated with you, please subscribe on whatever you're listening with, either Apple Music or Spotify. I really want to deliver content that is helpful and meaningful for you. So please leave a review um, so I know what you liked and what else I can do to make this resonate even more with you. Finally, if you're interested in sharing your story, there is a link in our Instagram bio at Registered the Podcast for you to fill out with your information so I can contact you. Thanks so much. Can't wait to hear from you.